0: If you did something wrong, and as a punishment, you were going to have to miss going to a special party, I know I would feel very sad. I would feel very sad, maybe a bit discouraged. But imagine if your brother or your sister went to your parents and said, I'll stay home from the party. Punish me instead. They can go. Would you feel amazed? I know I would. I would feel a bit shocked. But did you know that God did something much better than that for you? Our memory verse today talks about it. It's found in 2 Corinthians 5.21. And it says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 Now we've learned that the Bible is completely true. And our memory verse today comes from the New Testament part of the Bible, a book called 2 Corinthians. Now, 2 Corinthians was written by a man named Paul. It's God's words, but Paul wrote them down. He was one of the 40 men that God chose to write the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5.21 is the memory verse address or reference. That's how you can find it in the Bible. First you find the book, 2 Corinthians, then you find the chapter, which is 5, followed by the verse, which is 21. And it says again, 2 Corinthians 5:21, "For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him." 2 Corinthians 5:21. Now, what does this verse mean? Well, For he hath made him to be sin for us. He hath made him to be sin for us. That part means that God the Father sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross, to take the punishment that you and I deserve for our sin. For he, that's for God, hath made him, hath made Jesus to be sin for us, for you and for me jesus died for your sin and my sin jesus took the punishment you and i deserve for our sin jesus was perfect and he didn't deserve to die but he willingly took the punishment for you and for me the bible verse says here who knew no sin that's talking about jesus he was perfect he never did anything wrong so anyone who calls upon him as savior would not have to be punished, but would be seen by God as righteous, that means clean from sin, and be able to go to heaven someday. So if you believe in Jesus, you can be made the righteousness of God in him. That means God will see you as righteous or as clean from sin if you believe in Jesus, if you call on him to save you. So our verse again is 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians 5.21 Now, if you have not believed on Jesus already, you can do that today. And you can call on Jesus to save you. And he will forgive your sin if you ask him to. But if you have already called on Jesus to save you, and you've already had your sin forgiven, then God has changed you on the inside. He's made you clean from sin, so you can tell God thank you. You can tell him thank you every day for forgiving you and for making you his friend, because that's a wonderful thing that he's done. So let's say that verse again. Say it with me if you remember it. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 Yes, you can find this verse in your Bible, if you have a Bible. All you have to do is go to 2 Corinthians, which is right after 1 Corinthians, and then find the chapter, chapter 5 and verse 21. And then you can find this verse. And if you would like, you could even write it down on a paper, or in a notebook or something, and you could take it and you can paste it on your wall or on your mirror or someplace that you will look. And so you can remember this memory verse from God's Word today. 2 Corinthians 5.21 wondered why there is so much trouble in the world? Why is there pain and sickness and death and dying and natural disasters and COVID? Well, we'll answer that question today. Now, we've already learned that God made the world, and when he made the world, everything was beautiful and very good. But today in our world, many things are not beautiful. Many things are not very good. Now there's sickness and sadness and death and disease when did these things go wrong and why did they go wrong well to find out we have to go back a long long time ago and that's exactly what we're going to find out today now the first five days of creation do you remember some of the things that god created maybe you remember that on the first day god created light and he separated the light from the darkness on the second day, do you recall what God made? Do you remember what he made? God made the sky with the clouds above and the waters underneath the, o- the seas, the oceans. What about the third day? What did God make on that day? God made the land, the trees, and the plants. And then the fourth day, which I think must have been a very beautiful day, God made the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the galaxies, and the planets. And the fifth day, what did God make on that day? Maybe you like this one. This one was when God created the birds in the sky and the creatures in the sea. And then remember what happened on day six? On the sixth day, God made his most most special creation. He formed man from the dust of the earth, God gave him a wonderful body and then breathed into him and God made him a living person. Man would be able to enjoy fellowship or friendship with God. God gave man a soul that will live forever. Now, do you know what the name of that man was? What was the name that God gave him? It was Adam. God placed Adam in a beautiful garden that he had planted. I can't even imagine how beautiful that garden must have been. I'm sure it had wonderful trees and different kinds of fruits for him to enjoy, colorful flowers, probably a a river or a stream, and some nice soft grass. Every day was bright. Every day was peaceful. Every day was just perfect in this wonderful garden that God had made for Adam. Adam was very special. God loved him so much, and God also loves you. He loves you. He made you, and you are special to him. Now, in the Bible, it says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3. Yes, God loves you with an everlasting love. That means forever love. God knew you and loved you even before you were born. God loves you much more than you could ever imagine. His love for you is perfect because God is perfect. He's holy. He wants you to live with him in his perfect home called heaven. Where there's never any darkness, there's only light. This perfect holy God, he loves you. And he loved Adam too. He placed Adam in a beautiful garden and gave him the job of taking care of it. It wasn't very hard work. There were no weeds to pull. God gave Adam one rule to obey. He said, you may eat the fruit from every tree in the garden except one. The day you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. God made Adam with a will. That means Adam got to choose if he wanted to obey God or not. There were so many wonderful foods in the garden. I imagine there were a lot of trees that produce many different kinds of fruit. So not eating the fruit from only one tree should not have been too hard. It shouldn't have been a problem. Then God brought all the animals to Adam. And God told Adam to name all the different animals. Now Adam didn't have to be afraid of these animals because they were tame. As Adam named the animals, he realized that something was missing. God helped him with this problem. There was no other people for Adam to talk to. No other one to help him or to enjoy the garden with him. But God had a plan to help Adam with this problem. He caused Adam to go into a deep sleep. And while Adam was sleeping, God took a rib from his side and used it to make a woman. Now, when Adam woke up, God gave him this woman to be his wife. Adam called her Eve. Now, there were two people on the earth, Adam and Eve, and they lived together in the perfect garden that God had made, the Garden of Eden. Now, Adam and Eve, when God created them, they they didn't wear clothes. They were naked, but they were not ashamed. The Bible says they were not ashamed. Everything was very good. Now, there were a lot of different animals in the garden. One of the animals was a serpent. It was not like serpent or snakes that you and I know of today. It was God's enemy, Satan, in disguise. Satan was actually speaking through this serpent. But let me tell you a little bit more about Satan. Satan had once been a shining angel in heaven, but he rebelled. He turned against God. He wanted to be as great as God. But no one can be as great as God. So God threw Satan out of heaven. Some of the angels, they wanted to follow Satan too. And so God threw them out of heaven. Those angels now are called demons because they worship Satan. Satan hates God and he wants everybody else to hate God too. He doesn't want anyone to live in heaven with God. He tells lies about God to trick people so they won't believe or obey him. When Eve came, the serpent asked her, Has God said you shall not eat of every tree in the garden? Now I am sure that Adam must have told Eve about God's special rule. Can you remember what that rule is? The rule was, You may eat the fruit from every tree in the garden except one. The day you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. That was the rule. And Eve told that to the serpent. Eve also said, God said, if we eat from that tree or even touch it, we will die. Satan lied to Eve. He said, you will not die. You will become like God, knowing good and evil. Now Satan knew that God had made Eve and Adam with a will. That means they could choose if they wanted to obey God or they could choose to disobey God. Satan wanted to trick Eve into disobeying God. Eve listened to the serpent. She looked at the fruit, and she must have thought that it looked very nice. She took it, and she ate it, and she gave some to Adam, and he ate the fruit too. Adam and Eve chose to believe Satan instead of God. They disobeyed God. That was how sin entered the world. Adam and Eve did what they wanted to do instead of obeying God. When you do what you want instead of obeying God, it's called sin. Since the day Adam and Eve sinned, every person has been born with a want to, to sin. The Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Adam is the one man that sin entered into the world by. It's such a sad thing to think that ever since Adam and Eve sinned, Everyone, you and me, have been born with a desire to sin. We've been born with a sin nature inside of us, that we want to do things that break God's laws. Anytime we break God's laws, we are choosing to sin. Maybe you pretend not to hear your parents when they ask you to do something. Or maybe you pretend not to hear when your teacher tells you to do a certain job in the class. Maybe you think angry thoughts about someone you don't like. You can probably think of other ways that you've sinned. Sin is very serious because it separates you from God. If your sin is not forgiven, you will have a a spiritual death. And that is to be separated from God forever in a terrible place of punishment and suffering. And that place is called hell. Anytime you do what you want, instead of obeying God, it is sin. And Adam and Eve, they had sinned. They had done what they wanted to do instead of obeying God. And that is how sin entered the world. All of a sudden, everything changed. God's creation was no longer perfect. Adam and Eve had chosen a sin, and they must have been very sad. They also realized they were naked, and they were ashamed. Quickly, they made coverings for themselves. They made coverings out of fig leaves. Now, their bodies did not die that day, but Adam and Eve died in another way. It was a spiritual death. They were separated from God. They no longer enjoyed the fellowship or the friendship with God. It was a terrible thing to be separated from the God that they loved. Adam and Eve felt guilty and afraid. They tried to hide from God, but nobody can hide from God. After a while, God came into the garden in the cool of the evening to talk with Adam and Eve. He usually did that. But this time, Adam did not come out to meet him. So God said, Adam, where are you? Did God already know? Of course God already knew. But he wanted Adam to admit his sin. Adam knew he could not hide from God. He must have been so afraid as he said to God, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. That's why I hid myself. When God asked Adam if he had disobeyed, Adam started to blame Eve. He told God that the woman you gave me gave me the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and I ate that fruit. And so God went and he asked Eve what she had done. Eve blamed the serpent. She said, the serpent tricked me, and I ate. Then God told the serpent that from then on, snakes would crawl in the dust, and people would be afraid of them, and people would hate them. On the same day, God also made a promise. And this is the good news for us today. He promised to send someone into the world who would destroy Satan's power and save people from their sin. And the one that God promised is his perfect begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the son of God. Thousands of years after God made this promise, the Lord Jesus came to this earth from heaven. He came to this world to die on the cross for the sin of the entire world. He died for your sin. He didn't have to do that. He was perfect. He had no sin of his own, but he was willing to die for your sin and mine because he loves you so much. That was God's way for you to be saved from your sin. And as Jesus bled and died there on that cross, he was taking your punishment for sin. He was taking your place so you wouldn't have to die for your own sin. Remember what our memory verse says from today? 2 Corinthians 5.21 Let's say it together. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 Yes, Jesus, the perfect Son of God, took your punishment for sin. He was made to be sin for you. After the Lord Jesus died, some friends, they took his body off the cross, and they wrapped it in burial cloth, and they placed Jesus in a tomb. But on the third day after, he came alive again. And today, he is living in heaven. And because he died and rose again for you, you don't have to be separated from God anymore. You can call on the Lord Jesus to save you from your sin. And Jesus, the Son of God, he is the one that God promised so long ago, that day in the garden. God promised to send someone who would destroy Satan's power and save people from their sin. Now God, he gave the serpent a punishment, but then he also told Eve that she would have a punishment too. And her punishment was that she would have pain in childbirth and that her husband would rule over her. And he also gave Adam a punishment. And the punishment for Adam was that He would have to work very, very hard to provide. The ground would be cursed with weeds and thorns and thistles and things like this. and Adam would have to work very hard to grow the food to eat. Adam and Eve were being punished because they had disobeyed. But even though they sinned, God still loves them. The Bible says that God made clothes out of animal skins for Adam and Eve. God punished Adam and Eve for their sin and he sent them out of the garden. Now, God placed an angel at the entrance of the garden, and that angel had a flaming sword that turned in all directions, and this was to guard the Adam and Eve from coming back into the garden, because in the garden was a tree of life, and if they ate from that tree, it would cause them to live forever in their sinful condition, and God didn't want that. That's why he had an angel there with a flaming sword to keep Adam and Eve out of the garden. Adam and Eve had to leave that beautiful garden of Eden. But even though they had to leave, they must have been thankful. They must have been thankful that God promised to send a savior. Now, if you've believed on Jesus and you've called on him to save you from your sin, you can tell God, thank you for having your sin forgiven. God has changed you. You're no longer separated from him. God lives in you and You can have a special friendship with him. He's the best friend you could ever have. When you pray to him, you can tell him anything. And when you read his word, the Bible, he speaks to you. He's always ready to listen when you pray to him. Have you ever told God thank you for forgiving your sin? Have you ever told God thank you that you're no longer separated from him? It's a wonderful thing to be forgiven and to have God as your friend. So be sure to tell God thank you. It was a sad, terrible day when sin entered the world. All of the terrible things that happen in our world, sickness and pain and death and many other terrible things, all are a result of sin. But the good news is that God kept his promise and that was Jesus, God the Son, the Savior of the world. He came to take the punishment for your sin and mine. Now God loves you. He made you and he sent Jesus to take the punishment for your sin he wants you to be willing to turn from your sin he wants you to call on him to save you from your sins punishment the bible says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved romans ten thirteen. so you can call on the lord jesus and i don't mean calling on the phone i mean to tell god that you believe that jesus is god the son who died for you, and who rose again. You can tell God that you are placing your trust completely in him to forgive you. If you tell him that, and you truly mean it, he will save you from your sin's punishment. He'll forgive you. He'll make you different on the inside so you can live to please him. And one day, he'll take you to heaven to be with him forever. You can call on Jesus to save you. If you would like to do that today, you can tell Jesus something like this. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please forgive my sin and change me on the inside. Help me to live your way with your help. In Jesus name, amen. That's the most wonderful decision you could ever make. And if you call on Jesus to save you, he will save you. That's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.